greetings everybody, uh, Wesley Pepper here and you're tuned to my podcast Wesley Pepper's Art Lexia which is brought to you by Spudcaster and Bybulb. Yeah, hi everybody, uh, welcome to all my new and returning listeners from wherever you are, on whatever device you listen to it, listening to it uh, from whatever part of the world, welcome and um, thanks for, yeah man, thanks for joining me for another week of podcasting. Um, yeah, uh, lots of been happening in the world, world, uh, especially on my side, but I'll get into that a bit later. Um, yeah, man, let me just start off with um, uh, recapping on last week's episode. Big up to my brothers, Kosana and Kosana for coming through. Um, I was really inspired by his, um, by his, uh, or talking to him last week, by his episode, man. Like, um, not many artists have clients backed up that far ahead already and um, I think that's quite a hell of an achievement and he should be celebrated for that um, salute my bro I, I'll definitely want to do a follow up on him in a few but like say uh, probably early next year um, uh, given that um, yeah that's just that, that, that's just some part of, of the arts that I'm really keeping my eye on I'm, I'm, I'm talking about uh, murals um, I'm specifically murals uh, specifically around businesses because as we know uh, you know things are changing fast man and that plus the fourth industrial revolution you know lots of things are becoming automated so I'm very interested to know how businesses are adapting to that um, specifically the arts but um, yeah it's just a it's just a theme or a topic uh, subject that I'm keeping my eye open um, that's why I seriously enjoyed speaking to my brother last week um, yeah man yeah um, as I said a lot has been happening to me <sighs> uh, but uh, I'm okay you know um, I'm okay I'm a survivor so um, today um, today I also got like a seriously cool um, guest um, I'm talking to Delia Mayer She's based in Cape Town. Um, she works for, or she's one. Uh, she works for UCT. So she's actually involved in uh, in theatre, and that's her whole um, um, theatre of the oppressed. I know she works with a lot of marginalised communities. I know um, from 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 the Delia May that I met, because I met her like whew, many years ago, um, many many years ago, and uh, I know she always had her feet very grounded. And she was always involved in community, uh, 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 in the community arts and the community theatre, and that's going to be really dope talking to her because we're gonna unpack a little of everything we're unpacking her processes so the process behind her creativity um so i'm actually kind of interested for that i'm looking forward to that because um yeah i mean i haven't been talking to too many uh, uh theater practitioners on this platform yeah i will i guess it's just <laughs> this is one of those things so um yeah i've i'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that um so unpacking her processes we are unpacking like the work she's been doing because as we know like uh with the ongoing pandemic um it is also not necessarily stopped but has definitely put the brakes on a lot of community work um so it's gonna be very interesting to know how she's been adapting to that you know um what project she's working on and um so forth man um and of course the COVID thing because it's just like a, such a huge thing man and um um, the whole vax versus anti-vaxxing is becoming such a big it's becoming such a it, it's becoming a real social uh, uh thing so there's people on the one side is like you know the us versus them rich versus poor yeah man it's absolutely absolutely crazy so it's really interesting to unpack that and see how it's um, unfolding in our society in real time so definitely looking forward to her opinion on that but most proper <laughs> not most probably but definitely her processes because i know dealers are quite incredible and she's also a good writer i've read some of her stuff before uh yeah Okay, definitely looking forward to that. So yeah, well, um, stay tuned for that. Um, I will chat to you as usual at 
the, after the um, you know after the interview, and I'll um, tell it what was happening, what's coming up, and just giving a recap on a few other things. So yeah, stay tuned for that, and I will chat to you after this. Baobalb.org is a podcasting platform and a medium for storytelling. This podcast is also available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Podcast your life with Baobalb.org. Okay, Delia Maya, uh, all the way from UCT in Cape Town. You say it's very windy there. Um, I believe you. Hi, <laughs> uh, windy. Yeah, um, <laughs> thanks for coming through. Um, this yeah. is Curtis. Um, just tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. So, who is Delia Maya? Uh, what does she represent? What does she do? Etc. Okay. Etc. And we'll unpick it bit by bit uh, after that. Cool. Nice to see you again and hear you again, Wesley. Um, so yeah, Delia from UCT, not exactly. Ne? My, my thing is I am a freelancer and it's very important to me because I have chosen to work on the margins. Sure. So what I do at UCT is I work in, I work in the drama department, but in the applied theater department as a teacher and I get, you know, contracts every single, I'm lucky that um, I'm kind of, have been blessed with those contracts every semester. Um, there's a there's a place for me, and it's not just in the um, applied, particularly with drama students. I also do some healing arts methodology teaching, and also recently some professional practice for the third years as freelancers, as those who choose to be freelancers, or I also do emerging artist training. So I think it's because I've chosen to kind of not be institutionalized as such. I find it important with the work I do, you know, mm. um, as an applied theater practitioner, I specialize in theater of the oppressed. Mm. So it's important that I work in kind of what you would call oppressed communities, mm. um, especially to try and find people's voices, what it is they need to say previously silenced or unseen or unheard people. Mm. Um, yeah, so theater of the oppressed places people in the socio-political context always. Okay. And um, therefore, it's important, you know, hiring me and how I can give the space for people to be able to speak yeah. the truth to that, basically to speak truth to power. Um, and yes. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Few questions there. Uh, interesting when you say theater of the oppressed, like it actually sounds like a play. Uh, to be honest, uh, uh, it sounds it sounds like uh, sounds like <laughs> I can go and watch a production called Theater of the Oppressed. You know, um, um, is that a is that a yeah. word? Is that a is that a, a phrase that you coined yourself, or is there a genre, or is there a specific? Um, you know, okay. is it is it is it is it something specific, yeah, or no. just a, a phrase that you coined? No, so um, theater of the oppressed is a methodology that mm. was created, um, kind of coined by somebody called Augusto Bowal. He just passed away in 2011. Um, and you know what happened for me is I studied um, the practical, you know, I, I went to drama school as any other drama school person. I was going to be an actor and all that was the only thing I could do. You know, I was always in the school plays and so on. And um, at that time, being young, that was what my dream was, to be an actor. I specialized, you know, in the creative movement. I started realizing 
realizing that weight mainstream stuff doesn't really work for me. I also struggle to be cast in mainstream um, stuff. I'm not sure if that to do with my accent or not fitting into some kind of box. Remember, I mean, I started varsity in 1990. So we were still in apartheid. Yeah, yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah. Things were I a lot started, more protected. Right. So mm. through the years, I started trying to see how theater itself can actually make a difference. So it wasn't good enough for me mm. just to be a tool of, of the industry. Mm. There the are a lot of dynamics in the industry as well as being the voice of the script writer being directed by other people, etc. I felt that there was too much agency I had and too much need to want to change something. Having also a mother who was an, uh, an anti-apartheid activist. And so um, someone who had studied drama and education at FITS, a, a very close friend of mine, Joe Hazelhurst, needed somebody to join her in this workshop to create this piece called, a, a piece of a type of theater called Forum Theater. And she was more theater in education and I was more on the creative side. So this mm. creator and this creative and this facilitator came together mm. to, to create um, these workshops based on theater of the oppressed. She had previously had some input from Bawal himself who had been in South Africa. And that's where the bug bit, you see. So one of the main things that people might recognize from Theatre of the Oppressed is something called Forum Theatre, where what it is, is it's a piece of theatre created by the actors, obviously created, and what they, what they refer to it as theatre for community by community. So the, the, the theatre is generally created from a theme within a community that is really important at the time and really needs processing. And that play will then be put on... Yes, that play will then be put on back to the community. So say we would be working in a in a, about say say a GBV issue. Mm. The women will the women that maybe have created that piece, or men and women, will then go and find a way, whether it be in a stadium or a hall or a church, and a church hall, and present it back to that community. Now the, the thing about Fordham Theatre is that that it, it has something called spect actors coming from spectator. Okay. Meaning that Bawal said that the audience cannot be passive. Mm -hmm. We cannot, this whole thing of top down, right? Mm -hmm. So you go to an elitist theater. Well, theater is well known to be an elite space. Yep. yep. You, you pay exorbitant prices, perhaps, yep. maybe now you know the way it was. And you sit there, you go through a process, you experience a conflict, but you... Most theater is created to leave you with a catharsis yep. where you feel like, oh, shoo, it's been solved. Mm. So it doesn't matter what type of theater could be dealing with social change. The audience still sits feeling mm. like, oh, you guys have solved it for me. Mm. But what wants you to leave the audience feeling that I need to mm. do something about this. Mm. So he then engages his audience as speak actors and those actors then can come and intervene in the piece of theater mm. and can come up with their own, what we call options, not solutions, because we're focusing on many perspectives of one problem. There is never just one solution. And yeah. that's one of the, you know, the kind of the underlying foundations of it is that it's about many different answers and therefore creating agency for oppressed people. Interesting. For people that may not. So those those audience members may never have had a voice mm. and they are able to come up and, and, and engage with the actors about mm. the problem. One of the other very important parts of forum theater 
is what's called the joker or facilitator. So that's my that's mainly my role. Okay. The joker not only jokers the actual piece of forum theater. The joker has worked with the actors previously to create this piece of theater. Mm. So so facilitating in this in this form and 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 well jokering in this form and being a facilitator, I would say is a highly skilled mm. um, type of position. It it requires a lot of inter and intrapersonal intelligence, understanding communication, mm. and, and, and feeling people, you know, intuition mm. um, around, you know, what is needed. And of course, improv techniques, because the theater piece of theater starts without a script. Mm. So a lot of the work that I do is improv based. Mm. And one of the other most important things of Theater of the Oppressed is it's really important that it is process driven, process oriented. And as we know in our world, in the industry, everything is so product oriented. Mm. Interesting. And that's one of my major challenges. Yeah, my struggles wow. um, in the process. Mm. You said I'm like saying a lot, a, a, a lot of a lot a lot of things there. I just got one point like uh the whole I understand the concept of theater with face. I've got a similar I guess angle the way I view art because you know, like Taylor said, music is a weapon. You know, I always came from that uh, 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 from that type of. Um, I wanted to use my art to actually physically do something. Um, interesting, man. Like what you were saying is really super cool. I still want to add one unpack that a bit, but like let's just let's just take care of that you now before we get to the actual product. Um, so you're saying you was, uh, what did you say? It was a joker. Uh, 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 what was what is the word again? Um, the the the, um, the the role you play. The, the role you have in, in, yeah, in theater of the press. What 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 was the term again? So I didn't write it down. Okay. Yes, it's the joker. So I, I the joker. I, it, you may as well call it a facilitator, but in, in forum theater, that's it's, it's an interesting a joker. It's interesting. Joker. Interesting. Okay, man. So 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 yes. so, so so as a joker, and, and um, or if I must take it even a step back, as a as 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 a creative person, you um you you said a few things there that resonates that your parents were um. You come from an activist um, background. <coughs> um, um, you viewed uh, you viewed uh, the, the, the theater space not as not as a product. Um, um, and I know, yeah, you actually on the, this is the platform for artists to talk about that type of thing. Um, um, mm-hmm. uh, so so um, 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 I get that. So explain to me, man. Um, I want I want I want to get into how do you how do you conceptualize. Um, um, a piece, right? So, how does how does it start? Where does where do you firstly where do you um do 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 you work? You follow like like local trends, news, and say, okay, now this is happening in the world. Uh, you know, this is a relevant thing. I must go to this community. Is it like that? Or, or, or so, 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 so I'd like to start there, like 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 sort of what influences the the content, right? And then how does one create mm-hmm. the content? How do you work? Um, and how does that? Um, yeah, explain to me. Explain to us that process. Sure. So an important thing to, to know is that, um, you know, theater of the oppressed is that it's a, it's a very well thought out methodology. And they literally refer to his work as an arsenal, an arsenal of methodologies. Mm, I like that. Uh, I like forum, that. You're right. Forum theater is just one. Mm. There's invisible theater, newspaper theater, legislative theater. There's, um, uh, you know, image theater. And um, the arsenal is is made up of games, what he what he refers to as games. And some of these may even be familiar to people. When you stand in a circle and you kind of warm up your body and it goes around the circle, then you ask people to say one word, then they say a sentence, then yeah. they might break into song. Yep. So these, so it's really 
It's arts-based. Therefore, applied theatre, which is the umbrella term that Theatre of the Oppressed falls under, and I have a master's degree in, in applied theatre, right? Okay. Is, is that um, it takes an arts-based, drama-based methodology which, which requires the whole body to engage in the learning. Interesting. That's why it's so process-oriented. When you see that actor on stage doing the piece, mm. they've already gone through a deep process of finding out who they are in this. Interesting. So it's, their, it's, their, it's their truth. It's their yeah. voice that's attempted to be brought out. Sure. They are themselves empowered as a oppressed person before they get to present to other people. Um, so once we start with those games and they know that this, firstly, it's in a circle, it never happens in a, in a typically, you know, um, um, it does, it's not a top-down approach. Yeah. Um, I, I do own that I am the facilitator. I'm taking you through this process. And, and so it's very much a case of you needing to be teachable. But we move through this and then we, you know, we end up working in pairs. The, um, really, there's a lot of storytelling, mm. especially if you consider that we're dealing with oppression. So yep. we would tell stories about previous, you know, our experiences with oppression. Yep. And then those stories use drama techniques to get that onto the floor. And also um, being a specialist in improvisation techniques really mm. helps. Mm. So, so then we improvise. The, the eye of the joker is very important when it comes to finally putting this piece together and finding out what the main, you know, the, the main themes come from the group and then those themes are then unpacked. Another important part, um, which is really like the, the, also the foundation ethically, is I cannot come in with an agenda. Ah, so I'm, interesting. Right. So I, as a facilitator, I previously worked with the Six Workers Theatre Group. Mm -hmm. um, or now I'm busy, um, well, I teach core skills such as facilitation techniques to, to the Second Chance Paroli Theatre Company. Yeah. So I can't come in them and tell them, look here, mm -hmm. let's deal with what mm -hmm. it's like to be outside of prison mm -hmm. now. Or let's tell people why you were in prison. Or let's tell people how not to end up in prison. Mm -hmm. I come into that group and I say, what do you want to talk about? I facilitate. That's why the word facilitator is so important. Interesting. That must take a hell of a lot of discipline, yeah. I would yeah. think. Eh? I mean... It takes a lot of, it sounds like a, a, a quite a bit of discipline. And I know not, it's very difficult to, 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 to go to work with a group of people and not have an agenda. I think that is, that's, <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty hardcore. That's, that, that, that's it. So is there, is there, is there, yeah. um, I mean, surely, wait, just the, surely you must have some form of, you want the theater to say something or, I mean, almost you, almost well, you go well, look, completely neutral because that's change. heavy. That's heavy. No, no, no. Look, let's not say I'm neutral at all. The way I'm not neutral is who I choose to work with. Ah. The ah. corporate that you phone me and hire me, I would yeah. ask them, what do you want from me? Yeah. Do you want me to change your workers' minds about something? Or do you truly want me to come and find out what your workers want to say? See that, that that that's the thing. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. so therefore it can cut out certain work. I can basically take any training and facilitate it. Um, 
and I do know people who use theatre of the oppressed for corporate education and mm, trying sure. to teach systems yeah. and so on. Yeah, I'm sure. But my my heart wouldn't feel right. So so therefore, it does put a strain on me when it comes to to needing to we are the grants, we are the funds who's mm. paying for this. Yeah, because um, they they uh, have a big say in what the content. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, I get you. I get you. Yeah, right, sorry, or, not to break you. Or even if I want to work, if I if I want to work with a certain group of people, there is no money for those people. You know, mm. so so it's 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 working in collaboration with mm. NPOs or, mm. or or you know organizations who already set up who see the value of the work I have to to bring to that particular group. Um, Delia, I just want, I just want to take a, um, a step back quickly, um, just uh, back to the processes, because I understand how you conceptualize. I understand now the sort of how the how the system works. You know um, where it starts, um, um, where where you fit in. Um, I'm interested to know, man. Like what, like with normal, or let me just say theater, theater. Um, if there's a word like that, um, um, do you guys? Because mm. I know, I don't know, a lot, a lot, a lot of theater practitioners write the, you know, as as the phrase actually published in a book, which can eventually, you know, become a separate product. Um, do you guys? Because you were talking, you highlighted that there's a lot of improv, and I know, I know, in, in improv, that's also yes. a really dope as skill. I, I actually, that to be a, just another side note on top of that, like I actually love that most about theater is improv I think those artists are like really really on point and you gotta feel the crowd I know I know it's an energy thing it's a and you gotta think on top of it I that that that, that to me I think that's just beautiful but that's just that's just a separate point just to get back to the improv so I so, so I understand how the process works but do you guys actually write everything down you know to say okay boom such this character must say this and that there you know um, um, um is that yeah how does that how does that how does that part Okay, so so the way that I would work is um, I focus on process very intensely, and you know uh, when we are okay. So let me not say that product is not important. As artists, we want to put out product, yeah. and it matters to you know. I mean, what like it's also like people themselves, the actors themselves would say, well, we want to perform with our yeah. audience. Um, so it always ends up that product comes into the picture and we we know we're working towards a product because with this just even a showcase mm. for the community at the end of it is a product so we we have that so from already from the one week one we have themes that are there okay and those themes are just kind of held in the air and we work through them but definitely writing writing is part and parcel of my process being an a poet myself yeah yeah i've read my, some my, of your poetry my, <laughs> oh, thank you, Missy. Yeah. yeah. We, we actually met on this. Yeah. We met at the yeah, open mic. I, I think I have video yeah. of you performing. I'm just looking for it. It's somewhere. I know. Oh, so wow. I'm aware of that. Oh, wow. I'd love. Yeah. Yes, I love um, your poetry as well. Uh, Couch and Coffee in Utah. I think it was. Yes. Oh, mm. memories. <laughs> yeah, a long time memories. ago. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, I don't want so to make you work. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's really nice to, to always come back. I find that, yeah, yeah, that it is. you know, if you establish in your, you establish. So, so the steps from there led to me at NYU doing a, my mini thesis was called Activated Spoken Word Poetry. And what that does is it works that's on cool, a I writing like component that's obviously going towards performance. So there's two components. There's the writing and the performance poetry i think 
spoken word poetry is one of the most powerful forms of art. And that's oh, yeah. why I've chosen to kind of use that as my practice. So along with theater of the oppressed, the drama based, I use my praxis, which is called activated spoken word poetry. Those two go together. And I tend to use a lot of um, poetry exercises because what that does is it opens up the creativity channels. Yeah. It opens up the, the non-linear thinking when it comes to writing. Many people you know, in my workshops throughout time have been unable to write, you know, literacy issues also. Um, so, so performance poetry, you know, it just... Yeah, so put words together. So you come up with a word, you come up with a word, sentence, we make a group piece. Mm. Um, and the meaning always tends to come, the meaning reveals itself through the process. Once that happens, we start scripting. Uh, Often they won't be walking, they, uh, everyone okay. always has pens and paper, but mm. it, I, we can, I can either have a stage manager who's keeping notes for me, or every night I go and I'm like, okay, this has to be in it. That has to be in it. When it comes, but I definitely try and separate my process from my rehearsal time. Rehearsal is rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Once we're at mm-hmm. rehearsal, then we have a script. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm I'm not writing every word down for them. They come with their dialogue, their poetry, mm-hmm. but I have scripted a, a you know an outline mm-hmm. and then we rehearse we rehearse mm-hmm. as any other we call it mainstream theater as mm-hmm. any mainstream theater would rehearse we rehearse that damn thing mm-hmm. we have everything it's needed technique technically yeah. it's yeah. needed yeah um, yeah we need absolutely. sound we need light we need costume yeah um you know yeah interesting interesting you are you you, so, you, you if it's okay if I can just tell you about this yeah other, yeah I'm yeah. also creating yeah Please. Talking about the improv element of it, we have, um, uh, it's called a Bonfire Freestyle Theatre Company, which mm-hmm. is under the Zakeni Transformative Arts Centre. Mm-hmm. So if you can see that applied theatre has to be a combination of two things, mm-hmm. because mainstream theatre is mainstream theatre and applied theatre is that kind of other spacemen mm-hmm. that, that looks at, at kind of non-conventional spaces and therefore the NGO or the transformative arts or whatever has to be part of it. So under Zakeni, they have created Bonfire Freestyle Theatre Company and about say three years ago, I took over as creative. Well, I started as a trainer of the Mm -hmm. company and then became creative director. Now that's another form of applied theatre. As I said, applied theatre is the umbrella term. Yeah. The other four is it's a healing arts methodology called playback theater. And what playback theater literally does is it takes an audience and asks the audience to tell us their stories on a theme. So say we're performing at a Women's Day event, a Youth Day event. We'll ask about, we'll ask about, um, okay, so some of the youth share story. The theater company, that's why it has the freestyle in it, mm-hmm. will, within the present moment, improv. That that story back to them. That's why it's called playback, mm-hmm. and we'll improvise it in the moment. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, that is an extremely amazing, powerful yeah. feeling. Um, yeah. What? Um, <laughs> so I'm just take a break. So take, much. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. I can tell. But like, I have to package it for a specific audience, man. And I, yeah. I um oh, I good. feel the energy. I, I feel the energy, and I and I hear what you say. Um, you picked up you 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 noticed some yeah. 
some 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 really cool points there, man. Um, one of the one of the things this and this is just like uh, what I what I think of what you're saying is like um, working with working with marginalized communities. Um, and this is like the age or the the, the, the new world that that we in. I'm sure that thing I've I've I actually read just just before we recorded um, that um, social grants has gone up considerably. Um, um, it was yeah, how many million now? It's a lot more. I think it's almost double um, um, post um, COVID. And I understand that. Um, what you because because what you're saying actually the work what you're doing. I I, I actually don't think that the, the rest of the world is that how difficult it is because it's uh, it's not just a, it's not just a talent. You must have a love for it, you must have a feel for it, and you must have an energy for it. And because people can actually see. You know, if you put your art and you some and you soul into a product, and, and even if they're not aware of it, you can you can you can pick it up. So so what I'm what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is is that's like that type of social work uh, that, that 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 you that that you're doing is uh, it's really important. And 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 and, and in this world we're creating now, I think it's more needed now than you know, if you look at how communities are, are, are sort of being uh, uh, let's just say changed during um, because of COVID. And 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 there's various restrictions and 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 all these other there's there's just so much to unpack there. So I know that also mental health is also something that also become a real big big spotlight in this post COVID world. So I I, I sort of want to want to unpack like how do you use the term of oppressed in this in this in this current time? But I want to be kind of kind of specific because you you mentioned stuff like um, working with sex workers. I know their game has changed also quite a bit. Um, um, and other marginalized communities. I know, even if you, anyway, I, <laughs> I don't want to give too many examples, uh, but I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. So, where, I uh, do. Uh, what do you, what do you think is the most pressing uh, issue to for theater of the press to, to to talk about now? And and or, or rather, rather, who do you who do, who do you think is um, not who do you think? I mean, I guess like who are you guys kind of working to, or where do you, or where you trying to try to position for yourself now? I'm talking purely creatively. I'm not talking about all the other, you know. Then and, and we'll and we'll and we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, I'm so so where you so where you so so where you trying yeah. to, to position yourself now? What kind of what are you guys working on, um, and so forth? You know, what's the you know what group of people and that type of thing. Okay. Okay. So I think what's what's interesting is is also hearing you saying you guys a lot and speaking in the plural. And I think one thing that I felt very strongly is a uh, very much of a solo wow. kind of your wow. work. You know, wow. I thought it like was more of a like an ecosystem of you know all yeah, these look, different players. That's I interesting. No, you're right. I'm part of an ecosystem in UCT. And then within that is applied theater. I'm highly supported for my colleagues mm-hmm. and I have some amazing colleagues. I, I'm part of an, you know, a, a network at UWC, also highly supported. When it comes to me, like let's say as a social entrepreneur, I've, I've had to try to shape, um, you know, what that that is going to be, what is that output? This is separate from me being an artist myself where I write my poetry. I'm doing, I'm trying to develop my YouTube channel as a performance art channel using poetry as the vehicle. Um, but that, because I'm a facilitator, and of course it's gone beyond theater of the oppressed. I've been, I've, I've you know, been trained in other facilitation methods as well, like conflict resolution, et cetera. So, what has to go along with me being an artist is speaking to that 
And I think what's come up for me is that I've now developed something literally called voice development for leadership. And sure. that it is able to bring, it's able to bring everything to play, which is that how are we using our voice in the world? You know, so instead of it now, because what the challenge is now online is the workshop space. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Happens in a circle, right? Uh, it happens in uh, a circle where we feel each other. It, it harks back to us being around a fire together. Uh, and, and so how do we now do that? So what does work online is the actual coaching. Even if we're in a group, we're able to ask, so how are you using your voice? And we can, and as a drama person, I can now train you to physically use your voice to its best capacity, as well as asking how are you now using that voice mm. to empower yourself or to create social change. And that then appeals to the other people in the room. Now, when I'm saying the room, I'm talking the online room. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how yeah. things have shaped yeah. for yeah. me. That, you know, I got asked to do an exchange program with a New Zealand prison and trying to make connections here. And I was like, I cannot do anything in person um, um, conceptually no longer can I work that way because it does, we, we think things are going to change. Mm. And what's, start, uh, what's supposedly to go back to normal, there is going to be no normal. Yeah, I yeah, no, that's gone. Yeah, that's gone. Um, the world right. post pre twenty twenty is gone, and you never get back. We never get right. back. And so my, yes, and my thing is, if we are creatives, then let's put this as like as unwritten rule: is that let's have the 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 maybe in real time, real space plan. I mean, one of the things I let I call it designing workshops. Part of designing the workshop is designing the virtual part of it, or how it can be virtual. Can you imagine the, the 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 you know the challenge that's come with it? Oh yeah. But yet it's opened up oh, yeah. major, major lateral kind of you know I had to I had to design an online improv class sessions with UWC students. I had previously been doing an extramural improv class with them every single week to encourage creative engagement on campus at UWC, and then 2021 hit. And in March, they asked me, okay, change your proposal to online. I was like, how are we going to do improv online? And it actually, I, I was managed to, uh, I mean, I got a chance to experiment with one it. Of the, so it's, one of the, one of, one, 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 one of the most amazing things that I've been discussing on this platform is how artists are adapting. And I'm saying this every week because the rules that we're making now is going to be artists are going to be working according to this process for the next 20, 50, 30 years. So how we, you know, like, it's especially, especially us of those who's in positions of influence, you know, yes. how we, how we, how we sort of, so it's very interesting that you say that, especially to work with people from like, and, and I know New Zealand, the, 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 the time difference is also quite quite hectic, so you know there's there's that too Yo. because because not everybody like like me I'm a day person in the evening I'm not the same as you okay uh, uh, so so I'm so I it's <laughs> funny enough like it, it, it's with artists always like that it's always you either like this or you like that. Now, well, I'm warm, like, no, you, you know, are like a night owl. <laughs> yeah, like, I like the, so, like, I, I don't know, like, I guess it's the energy outside and the noise, it, it, it does something, because in the evening, 
highball. <laughs> so, 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 so if I were to call to do something, let's say at three in the morning, or let's say a, a more impossible hour, half past two in the morning, like, like, yeah. like, it'll take, it'll take, it's, it's, it's some okay. change. Okay. So, so, so that's actually, I, I just want to acknowledge that. I, 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 I think that there's a process is a big thing. It's a, it's a big thing. And we've, lots of us have, 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 have already, you know, evolved in, in, in that way. And I, I just want to make a point. I think it's a real big deal that we, that, that, that yourself and, and others as well, because there's people in music and, and, and visual art do that, 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 that's doing a similar thing. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really big deal. Yeah. Sorry, you want to yes. say something? No, I was just going to say that in context, you know, in terms of that, like, it would be designed. Then the, 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 you see, I just feel that the design is so important. Oh yeah. I feel people go into processes, you know. And part of you know my training is to scaffold. Scaffolding literally means putting one thing on top of the other. So people want to start there, but they haven't dealt with the foundation, you know. Yeah. And um, so the design is important. So in that case, we would have to design that our meetings. We'd have a short meeting when people are, 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 are awake. Mm -hmm. And then the output would be you deliver your video at this time. Or you deliver input at a certain, you know, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We would, we would stay away from, from just, yeah, design. So that is why thinking just needs to change. So around the online experience, um, I must say that this is the gift, the the. the if we can even say that, I know people say there's been lots of benefits and obviously the horrible side of this pandemic. So the gift for me was that I got a chance to stop. If you can imagine as a freelancer, mm. I literally sometimes in one day I was going in my car from UCT to UWC, the other opposite sides of, of mm. Cape Town. Mm. And then when I get there, you can imagine that to be, you know, to be facilitating a real human deep process all the time with I'm, I'm at UWC might be directing a, a, a student's speech that it's about a personal story. I also deal with personal stories so much. Sure, that must be um, Right? I also have a seven-year-old uh, um, son, you know, which is amazing and adds to your whole creative process. All You know, your life changes. Sure, at that point. sure, sure. All of that, right? I didn't even notice it. And then this thing happened and I stopped and I was like, I can't go anywhere. I can't anything. Wait, wait, well, who am I? What am I doing? Wait, you know, it was like that. And then I was like, the creative side of me is still sitting here. It's almost sitting here, not being expressed because I'm out in the world working. And really what I was also doing was I was facilitating other people's artistic process because that was where my money was coming from. Yeah where my business was running from, mm. and that's where my heart does get its life force. I always use the word life force. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it gives you life force. But at the same time, as, as an artist, you see, I told you about this, there's two areas of it. There's the art, the creativity, and the, the, the you know, that side yeah. of the social change. So, so then it was, okay, who am I as an artist? And I, oh, oh, what is my art now? Uh, besides, you know, the journaling and the writing I always do for myself, where mm. do I sit with it? So that was my gift to myself is that I spent that time doing creative pursuits that I wanted to do mm. and focusing on self-care, Yeah, focusing on, wow, like you've been missing, you haven't been resting. 
That's you funny you should say that yeah. many, many other creators across the globe has gone through a very similar process, actually. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I noticed it. Mm-hmm. So some of the things I then did was I created, I, I made, oh, yeah. It's a, a two-minute film. Um, uh, the, the poem is called Dance, and it's literally about how as Africans, particularly, like, it comes from apartheid, obviously, we use dance as a revolutionary act. Oh, yeah, and song. Um, mm. no. Yes. Mm. And yeah. even... Even when we are dancing just for, well, just to music, obviously music and dance, just for ourselves in our room, that is a act of freedom. Yeah. You know, it, it is for me. Yeah. So, so I agree. So what I did was I collaborated with some dancers who I've always wanted to work with. And I asked them to engage and uh, I wrote the poem and I asked them to, to, to interpret the poem mm. with, with, with movement. And I did the same. And I then got an editor who I had ne- I've never even seen her. who was just virtual. Virtual. And she's mm. based in Johannesburg. Mm. Then they all send their videos to me. Well, even just for the sake of me forwarding it yeah. to the editor. Mm. And I remotely directed it. I directed the, the, the I then did the voiceover of the poem. That's that very interesting. This is very interesting. Yes. That. The other thing was I wrote the poetry to a script, to a piece of work called Love Locked by Carmen Sanjian. Carmen's a quite, you know, a, a really, I don't know, do you know Carmen? If you don't, it's actually. Uh, not off know, the top of my head. Filmmaker, Carmen Sanjian. And um, she she previously directed Salvation, or act, I acted in it, but obviously we are also long-term friends. She came up with this idea of, you know, the, the, the film itself was part of a bigger project, the Canadian project, where they were looking at the experiences of people during COVID. So, so her concept was that there's a couple. So it's also the content, right? People are creating content about this, about what it's like to now have to not be out, almost, almost be very, an very external person, but to be very, very internal person. Mm. So she writes... So the concept is a couple who are totally deeply in love and lockdown creates a breakdown in their relationship. Lockdown is a So what this did like for that. me, and it's called Love Locked. What love it locked. did for me. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. It allowed me to speak to the male, the perspective mm. of a male. Well, let's say much machismo, not a male, like a gender male, but how it is to be a man in the world, outside, external, being the professional, handling it, and you've got a woman and she's all cool and whatever. I mean, this whole thing is working out from the outside. And then you get inside and the doors are locked. So my thing was the walls become mirrors. Wow. And wow. Yes. Uh, yeah. Now imagine that we in and all you see is yourself you see who you are you see your shadows you see what it is to be a black man in Joburg that's another line you know I'm a black man in, in Johannesburg and also the idea of it was very highly GBV issues at the time like how do how do men who are given this mandate to protect how you know they've con- they could feel like they're letting 
their women down all the time and all this. And this woman is just trying to reach out and reach out and she can't. So that, so, and that was written in, in literally in spoken word poetry style. See, look, that um, and sounds, that's why I was commissioned to write. That sounds really, really interesting. And where can my listeners get out of? Where can we watch? Where can we consume? Where can we read? Where can we, where can we watch everything? <laughs> where can we find out? Like we want to, we want to see what you're saying. Like, where can we get all of this? And guys, so so my YouTube channel is in the process of being, um, you know, I've, I've I'm just reigniting it again, and it's it's this that's doing it. It's exactly what the the subject matter is. Is I am now focusing so much more on social media and how I can be in the world through social media because I can't be there in person. Um, but you know, the thing with this film is it was part of nine other films and it's been put into a, it's only so far been, been viewed at a film festival. And this is what sometimes happens, you know, the films don't get distribution. And so that sucks. Especially if it's part of nine other films that are now in this whole Mm. feature film sequence, then we can't exactly extract that one film out Mm. of it, but yet it does, it is a standalone thing. So I am going to try and find out from Carmen, you know, at least how we can just get it on a platform somewhere. Yeah, I mean, like, I think um, one one of the reasons why um, um, <clears throat> I wanted to get into podcasting is because I understand, like, um, the world we're moving in and it's all content-based. Like, content is the currency, actually. Uh, 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 so, you know, you have yes. people who consider themselves content creators as well, and like that, like social entrepreneurship was just a word once upon a time. Now it's actual thing. And, 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 and the same thing with content creating, like, like that, that there is the future. I mean, if you look at like an easy example is Netflix, like people would watch an entire series within two or three days, you know, in the past would take almost a month, you know, content, content is king. Content is king, and, and it's a currency. It's a currency. So that's very interesting. That's very interesting. Um, you also said a, a, a lot of a lot of other stuff that I that I, you know we could. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes they're like, <laughs> I want to say so much, much, but I want to keep it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Okay, let me just it. give you another example. I mean, whether you use it or not, it's not about me. Uh, it's an example of this online thing. Yeah. Is. Hello. Uh, there's a bit of a delay there. Uh, Delia, there's a bit of a delay. Um, your light is just cut. Um. Thank you for listening to this podcast. podcast. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Hey everybody, um, yeah man, just uh, quickly like the, uh, our episode got cut short there, it was actually quite <laughs> kind of weird because firstly there was a technical issue on my side and then when we could reconnect it, uh, there was a power cut in Cape Town, so um, yeah, stuff one, it really sucks, um, but anyway, she was, we were busy wrapping up um, anyway and um, she was telling us, uh, she was telling us actually where to get hold of one of uh, that project that she was talking about um, and um, yeah Delia's work is kind of all over the show but like you can always get hold of most of her work on a Facebook page which is Delia Mayer and she's on an Instagram she's on Instagram too you can search for her there too um, and if you want any other additional information um, about her you can always just direct message me you know, and I can forge you the details and such and such. And um, yeah, man, sorry about that, man. But um, it sucks. <laughs> but unfortunately, if you live in South Africa, that type of shit we got to deal with more often than we like.
anyway, thanks world, man. Um, I hope you guys are understanding about that. Um, just to wrap up this episode, so I really enjoyed speaking to her. I thought the whole concept of Theatre of the Press was really dope. Um, yeah, I mean, as I also wanted to 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 to, to unpack like how they uh, are dealing with the whole COVID situation, you know, social distancing and so forth. But you know, um, the the, the conversation kind of moved in other direction, which was actually quite beautiful, and I appreciate that. So once again, thanks a lot, Delia, for coming through. Uh, well, remember, you can always catch me. Uh, remember, we are brought to you by Spotcaster and by Bob. So remember, you can catch us out on there. Remember, you can catch me on all my social media platforms, which is Facebook, it's Wesley Pepper, it's Twitter, it's at Wesley Pepper, and Instagram is Wesley underscore Pepper. You can always hit me up. Remember to like, subscribe, and comment on this episode, man, and you can win yourself an artwork, of course, done by yours truly. Yes, that's always, always available. And, um, yeah, man, I've got, I'm busy planning some really interesting uh, episodes moving forward. Um, I'm busy setting up a very interesting episode with an MC called Projector. I've been listening to his stuff and I'm feeling this brother big time, big time. And I'm busy setting something like that up, so look forward to that. I'll always be communicating with you guys on social media platforms. And, uh, whew, yeah, I enjoyed today a lot. So, thanks guys for listening, you know. Um, sorry about the glitch there towards the end. Um, yeah, but shit happens man but um yeah thanks a lot for guys coming through and definitely you'll catch me next week